Welcome to a new episode of the Apostolic and Prophetic Podcast. I would like to continue with the series about finances and money because it is a very important topic. Because Jesus said in Luke chapter 16 verse um, 10, He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? And this is the thing. We want the true riches, which are the things of the kingdom, the things of the kingdom of God. And that's why it is very important that we know what the word of God, what Jesus is saying about money. And that we also know this uh, to be, how to say, um, on the safe side if people try to manipulate us. And also in a lot of churches there is also sometimes manipulation about money. I have seen it in many places. We spoke about in the last two episodes episodes about tithing and that there are two types of tithes the tithe of the law which was for israel and uh, they were just blessed if they did it and the tithing of abraham and jacob and this is what was the tithing of fate first god was blessing them first god was giving them the victory first god was providing for them and their natural response was to give back what they could give back to God from their own strength, with their own hands. They were giving back to God after he had blessed them. Okay, but today I would like to continue with a very important topic. Um, it's about giving and that we need to have the right attitude towards giving. And also in many churches, when it's uh, the giving time, you probably have heard that verse many times. I think I have heard it a hundred times, or I don't know, I was not counting, but a lot of times. And usually it is said before you give. And that is um, that God loves a cheerful giver. And I think that this scripture is also used sometimes to manipulate people and this is actually the, the thing that um, God has given us the Holy Spirit. And you can feel when people try to manipulate you. And I want to read this um, verse and then let's look into the scripture what it really means. And uh, this is in Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 9 from verse 6. And usually you can hear that kind of scripture before the offering basket uh, goes around. But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity. For God loves a cheer full giver and God is able to make all grace abound towards you that you always having 
all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. Hallelujah. Okay, so of course, when you're reading the scripture, people want actually to have abundance. No one wants scarcity. No one wants not to have enough, for example, uh, to provide a, a present for his children uh, when the birthday or Christmas is coming. No one wants to have trouble and problems when your car breaks down and you need to repair something. Or maybe if your colleagues are going on a holiday and you cannot afford a, holi a holiday. But this is exactly what I would like to talk about. This is because we understand abundance sometimes in comparing ourselves with the world, with the people who don't know God and the people who don't follow God and who have totally different priorities in life. And their priorities are to have, or often, are to have the most pleasant life on this earth as possible. And this is also what all the media is telling you, what you can see in TV, on the internet. And if you watch an advertisement, it's always about pleasure, that you have a good time, you could say, for your flesh. But this is not what means abundance in the word of God. Yes, God wants to have you more than enough. God doesn't want you to be poor. Yeah, we will also talk in future episodes about this. But this kind of abundance, what God is talking here about, is actually very clear explained in chapter 8, in, uh, in verse 8. Um, I read again, And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always, having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for what? For your flesh For living like everyone else? No, for every good work. And this is the thing. God has a work for us. God has a work for you. God has a work for your family. And God is giving you abundance that you can do that work. That you can, uh, get, that you can be that blessing. You know, if you look to the life of Job, he was so rich, but he was not using all this just for himself or for the sake of being rich or to show off. He helped the poor. He was providing for others. He was, how to say, helping the orphans. You all see these kind of things. I mean, we cannot go into detail in this, but God is giving us abundance, not just for the sake of having abundance or that we can um, just spend it without end. Yes, God also blessing is blessing us. You can also go on a holiday. It's, I'm not talking about this, that you shouldn't do these kind of things at all, but he's giving you abundance for the purpose of doing his works, his works, his will, his plan. Okay. And also, uh, if you read in verse 6, He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Yes, when you read this and uh, when you hear this before you are supposed to give, you're thinking, okay, wait a minute. I don't want to uh, reap just a little bit. I want to have this kind of abundance. Yes, everyone wants this. Even unbelievers want this abundance. If you go to your colleagues who don't believe in God and you're asking them, do you want abundance? Do you want to be rich? Do you want to have everything in abundance? They will say, of course I want 
And here it's uh, then people are giving because they want actually something. And, and uh, the mo motive why you give is very important. Yes, God can give you abundance. And yes, God is seeing also your heart. And if you sow, uh, how to say, abundantly, you will also reap abundantly. This is true. This is true. This is God's principle. It's an internal principle. Whether it's good things or bad things. If you sow bad things, uh, you will reap bad things. But um, I am uh, talking exactly about this, that God is looking to your heart. And that's why we have it in verse uh, 7. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. Okay, and then you're thinking, okay, what it means, yes, that you should not, how to say, this is how I perceived it the first uh, times when I was hearing this, okay, I should not uh, give something, even I don't want to give maybe, um, with with thinking in my heart, oh, that I don't want, I should have a smile on my face and how to say, be happy that I can give something. Um, but actually, this is also not uh, what it says here. And I would like to give an example and relate it to what we spoke about last time. So uh, Abraham was giving 10% to Melchizedek. But first he received bread. He received the blessing. He was victorious. He got uh, received, you could say, the victory from God. And he received the wine, which is standing for the Holy Spirit. And, uh, and after having received all this, he gave to Melchizedek. So now imagine you are in a church where not receiving anything. Or let's say like this, you're not receiving the bread and the wine what you really need. You're not receiving the teaching that makes you victorious because God, he is victorious. He has conquered. Jesus has defeated the devil. And if There is like you could say a church where the leadership is seeking God. Then there will be fresh revelation, fresh manna, fresh bread, fresh wine from the Holy Spirit, which gives the victory to people. There will be revelation. There will be prophetic words. There will be also deliverance. There will be testimonies. And now you often have places where you don't have these things or very, very seldomly happening and even if people are coming hungry they are going home hungry and then imagine now i mean and this uh, comparison is very good because okay i first give the comparison and then we go to the bible wars um, imagine now you go to a restaurant you're hungry and how to say then uh, they are serving you how to say um, a plate with a raw potato and uh, or a half-cooked potato, you could say. It's not raw, it's half-cooked. And it's not tasting good and how to say it's not satisfying you. And at the end, when you want to go, the waiter is coming to you and is telling you, you can pay whatever you want. But remember, uh, if you want abundance, if you want Uh, that it's good for you, you should uh, give 
uh, with the right attitude in your heart, you should with a cheerful heart giving, and you should, how to say, uh, also not be greedy in what you're paying for this, uh, you could say, uh, meal, what you just have uh, eaten. And this is the thing. Maybe you think, oh, no, you cannot think like this. You cannot think about the church, about the kingdom of God like this, that it's like kind of a restaurant or a service where you are receiving something and then paying for it. No, I'm not uh, exactly saying this, but God is giving us food. And this is written in Psalm 23. And what is how to say what he's giving us is, is compared to giving us like uh, how to say food, almost like in a restaurant. And if you remember in Psalm 23, in verse 5, it's written, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Okay, hallelujah. So God is preparing for you a table. You could say like in a restaurant. In the face of your enemies, And this is also who are your enemies. Your enemies are actually also your problems. Are those people who mock you, those people who make uh, fun uh, about you and joke about you because you believe in God. And your enemies are also your fears, your problems. You could say your Goliaths you're fighting against. And God is preparing a table for you that you have the right food that makes you strong and victorious and also here it's written in psalm 23 is not my words it's the word of god my cup runs over and now imagine you're coming to a place where your cup is not even half filled where where they are not even filling half your cup and i'm not talking about this i said it also last time that you are going with the wrong attitude if you're going with a humble attitude to the church to the service and still your cup is not filled Because the leaders were not seeking God and the presence of God is not there and the anointing of God is not there and your the 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 how to say the the table is not set because God is every week has fresh bread. That's why and on the Sabbath the priests were uh, had to change the, um, the bread on the table in the tabernacle. There was a special table where they had to put Uh, six breads there for each uh, day of the week uh, except for the Shabbat and <laughs> how to say that means that every uh, week God gave fresh bread for each day of the week that you will go through the week that you will be able to go through the week and now imagine you are just getting this raw or half cooked potato and that is supposed to To last for the whole week and then you should give with a cheerful heart and abundantly I think is not right I think if the church is how to say full of the Holy Spirit because the leaders are seeking God and people come with a humble attitude and there is bread and there is wine of the Holy Spirit and there is victory And there are testimonies. Believe me, the abundance will flow into that church. And people don't even need to read that Bible verse. People don't need even to read it. People will give it from their own heart. Like in the first church, people were selling things. People were 
giving it because there was the presence of God. And this is the thing. This is the thing that some people also, I uh, uh, would say, use uh, the word of God to to make financial gain. And I saw this. I saw this in London and um, and it really exists in the kingdom of God. And we should not give in such a place. We should not give money in a place where is no food served, where is not the cup, uh, you could say, overflowing. And even Apostle Paul spoke about this, that there are some people, they use the gospel for their own gain. And this is in Philippians, in chapter 1, verse 15. Some indeed preach Christ, even from envy and strife, and some also from goodwill. The former preach Christ from selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing to add affliction to my change. But the latter out of love, knowing that I am appointed for the defense of the gospel. Okay, so yes, there are some people, they use the gospel as a means to gain money. And the thing is, I have been in many churches and sometimes I'm wondering where all the money is going. It's not about that you should not have a good material, that you should not, how to say, have good equipment. There should be actually the best uh, in the church. We should give the best to God. But then when I'm thinking, okay, or hearing pastors all the time flying there and there, uh, everywhere around. I mean, all these flights, they cost a lot of money. And uh, where all this money is going? And I was in a church, and I think this was the best example, what, um, how to say, for transparency. It was in Germany. And after every service, or on every Sunday service, the pastor said, last week we collected, let's say, 800, 900 euros or 1000 euros and he was openly saying how much we, uh, was collected and he was saying this is the amount we have to pay for electricity this is the amount we have to pay for heating so he was saying openly these things it was a protestant church and i was never thinking that i would go to a traditional protestant church but there was such a presence of god when i went to the service Every service in the worship, almost on every service in worship time, I was crying. I was crying because of God's presence. And this was it's not just there because of this money thing. But I want to say this was just one outflow. I'm not saying everything else was there right and perfect. Yes, there's in, there are in every church things where God is working on. But God is saying it. And that's why to come back to the beginning, what is in Luke, if you have not been faithful with the unrighteous mammon who is going to give you the true riches. And the true riches is God's presence, is God's mercy, God's presence, is he himself. This, I mean, this is the, the meaning of the kingdom, to come close to the Father. Because Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. So the goal is to come to the Father. And where, the, where is God's presence in this church, there also is God's abundance and God's provision. So God doesn't want us, and if any pastor is listening to this, God doesn't want us to manipulate people into giving. 
But if you see God and if you take care that you are close to God and that God's presence is there in God's word, then the money is coming by itself. The money is coming by itself because uh, God said gold and silver is mine and not just this, the whole earth is his. And he directs the heart of men like rivers of water. Okay, so if you give, ask God. Ask God. And and this is actually what it means, uh, a cheerful giver, you know. If you know, if you know that you should give to this place, that people there really are sincere in following the Lord and doing the God, the God's work, you can give with a cheerful heart. You can give with a cheerful heart. And actually, also what this verse is saying, and um, with this I want to finish, and that's why I want to read it again, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6, But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. Now to come back to this, imagine you're going to a restaurant, you're getting an excellent meal, you're getting full cup and once you have uh, finished with your cup uh, you, uh, you finished your drink the waiter is coming again filling it again you're drinking again filling it again you have an excellent service you could say you are full you're filled to the brim you could say and positively and then the waiter is saying you can give whatever you want and you would just get up and say thank you very much and go go out of the restaurant it would be actually a disgrace and but this is also what some people do this is what some people do they're going to a great service they're receiving god's word they're receiving god's blessing and they are too greedy to give and to give back to god and to bless god's work what he is doing there because if its presence is there then he is there then he is approving of that you could say ministry or service or whatever this would not be right and this is also what is in this you could say uh, scripture if you receive abundantly but you're not giving anything back you cannot expect that god is without end showering his blessings on you if you are kind of disrespecting uh, his servants and also uh, what he is doing in that place for example if you are there okay so whatever you do wherever you go ask the holy spirit he knows don't listen uh, how to say um, if people want try to manipulate you if you have no peace if you feel in your spirit something is not right go to god pray and say god lord how much should i give do you want me to uh, to bless this church? Do you want me to support this place? And then God is showing you, and God will even show you how much you should give. And he will bless you if you support also his kingdom in the right way. Okay, I wish you a great week. May God bless you. If this podcast is speaking to you, please share it with your friends. And um, God bless you. 
Shalom. Amen.